Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, what a final day. What a, what a day for 162. LJ, this afternoon, I sat in my dorm room watching football, watching baseball tonight. I was watching football. What a game tonight, by the way. I'm sorry? What a game tonight, by the way. Very, very entertaining. Tom Brady returns to New England. Bucks sneak out a win. But, LJ, we had we were looking both looking forward to this final day in the AL wild card, just final day in the league in general. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, let's get right into it. We actually have a lot to get to today. Uh, as this is our last regular season episode, of course, we'll be giving you episodes every day. There is games in the playoffs, so we'll be taking tomorrow off. But LJ, the AL wild card, the story that everyone and their mother has been talking about, everyone suddenly has an interest in baseball today when they found out there could be a four-way tie. Uh, yeah, LJ, uh, we should start probably with our two teams because – they do what they had to do. Yeah, they're really, they're really the ones that mattered here as they went into this one, a game up on Toronto and Seattle. So if they win, 
therein. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Brandon, you want to start off the Yankees seeing that game ended first? Yes. Uh, quite possibly the quickest pace of play I've ever seen in a baseball game. Uh, genuinely, I've never seen a game be in the fifth inning in less than an hour of play, but they managed to do that, the Yankees and the Rays. We are scoreless, LJ, all the way until the bottom of the ninth, heading into, I believe, the eighth inning. The Yankees had only collected one hit on the day. And crazy bottom of the ninth. The Rays, unsurprisingly, are still going full Ray, making multiple defensive replacement changes in the ninth inning, mixing and matching uh, their pitchers as they please. And it ends up coming down to Aaron Judge at the plate for the Yankees with runners on second and third base. He rips a single that ends up getting deflected by the pitcher, Andrew Kittredge. It's a walk-off single. Yankees end up winning game 162. They avoid the sweep. They, as we said, they controlled their own destiny. And they win one to nothing. Couple things from this game. First, this is Aaron Judge's first career walk-off hit, which I I knew that he never had a walk-off, but then like it finally hit me. Like, holy crap, like how has this guy never had a walk-off hit for us? Like, that's pretty impressive in my mind. Secondly, Jameson Tyone is an absolute warrior. What he did today. He's on a bum ankle and he goes out there and gives us three and a third innings of absolutely fantastic ball, works his way out of jams early in the game. Uh, Yankees only wanted to use him for about 40 to 50 pitches. He goes 45 pitches because they want to save him uh, in case of an emergency on Wednesday or even for the start of the CS on, or DS, excuse me, Friday, but love what he did. Yanks go with a bullpen game, essentially. It works out. Uh, very happy with the result of the game. I can't be mad whatsoever. Uh, Yankees do what they had to do. They get the win. Not really a lot of action for me to talk about other than uh, the Gio Rochella play where he travels 126 feet from the shortstop position ends up catching the ball right at the entry to like the stairs that go down into the dugout. His momentum carries him all the way into the dugout. Unlike what Derek Jeter did where he um, flung himself into the stands. LJ, you have to admit this one, Urshela really had nowhere to go here. (laughs) No, this, this one was a pretty clean play. I gotta be honest. I mean, yeah, no, thank you for bringing up that Jeter play because it just amazes me. I texted guy. my mom and I was like, Mom, uh, I don't care. This Gio Urshela play is better than that Jeter play. It, it just is. Most things are better than that Jeter play. Easily the most overrated play in the history of baseball. And that includes every home run that Barry Bonds hit on roids. Well, like I said, very happy with the result. Uh, Yankees get their top relievers their last tune in bullpen looked outstanding to hold this Tampa offense to no runs today really really impressive and uh 
I can't, I couldn't be happier of the team to be able to clinch on their home field, not have to wait for other games to end to learn whether or not they would be in the postseason. Great feeling. Bronxy, the turtle, got champagne poured on him by Rugnet Odor. If you haven't seen the video, go on Twitter, check it out. They were literally holding Bronxy up as they were pouring champagne on him. Bronxy, the turtle, man. I mean, if the Yankees end up making a deep postseason run, even somehow winning the World Series, uh, it, it's all it's it's all on Bronxy. He's the reason. Bronxy the turtle. Thank you, Nestor Cortez, for bringing that turtle into our life. It just amazes me because you know how we've everybody's talked about. You know, the Yankees are too stuck up to have a mascot. If first off, if Pete is not at Yankee Stadium tomorrow, I'd be a little surprised with pouring champagne on a turtle but he started Bronxy deserved it don't get me wrong he earned that champagne but if the Yankees were to hypothetically win the World Series you have to immortalize that that turtle he has to get a ring not only does he have to get a ring he needs to become the mascot like there needs to be a person walking around in a Bronxy the turtle outfit after he's gone Agree. The, the Yankees finally have to take on a mascot, and it must be Bronxy the Turtle. Well, LJ, the Red Sox game certainly had a lot more action than the Yankees game. You guys uh, are facing a starting pitcher who had only thrown four innings in triple A this Brandon, year. You, I'm so I, I cannot wait for this wild card game because of the amount of trash you talked in the middle of this game with this game not even close to over. First off, I do have one more thought on the Yankees game here. Um, Yankees certainly won the game. Don't get me wrong. They they played well to hold the Rays to five hits, but each of those five hits was very threatening. Oh, yeah. Base runner was incredibly threatening because I was watching – I wasn't watching the game because we had uh, football on one and uh, the baseball game on the other, TV – and we didn't really flip back and forth around things. So I wasn't watching the Yankees game, but I was following along on like game day and looking through all the scores on MLB.com. Every single time I looked, it was always the top of an inning, one or no outs, and a runner in scoring position for the Rays. And yet they did not get a run across in this game. That in, in part is great pitching, but it's also quite a missed opportunity by the Rays here. They will be kind of regretting that going into the playoffs. 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position for the Rays. The Yankees go 2 for 2 with runners in scoring position. And that's the difference in the game. As for the Red Sox, very excited to talk about this game because it was it was, it was, was a doozy. Uh, for starters, I know you want to talk about Jonah Doan, but, or Jonah Don? Um, I don't know how you pronounce it, actually. I, I had the Red Sox game on one screen, Yankees on the other, Red Zone on the laptop. Uh, I never uh, actually heard them say his name, which might be part of the, this might be part of the reason baseball why. Baseball reference does not have a pronunciation for him, so. Um, but either way, before we talk about him, Chris Sale does what, unfortunately, he does best, which is wilt in a semi-important situation. Look, I think, I mean, I certainly have not thought this take through enough to give an accurate parallel, but I think you could definitely make parallels between Sale and Judge 
in the fact that, I mean, you're talking about this being his first walk-off hit. There certainly have been plenty of big moments for Judge to step up in and get those walk-off hits. You, you can't tell me I'm wrong on that one. No. And so just because they haven't been the most clutch hitter in their career does not make them – does not – player in their career doesn't make them any less a special player. So you got to accept it what it is. But how about this, Brandon? They managed to cobble together quite a game here as Chris Sale leaves after two and a third innings of this one, struck out all seven – all seven of his outs were strikeouts, but he allows four hits, three walks, and two earned runs during that time. The rest of the game, they go to the bullpen, the all-hands-on-deck bullpen, and hear this because six of the seven pitchers that pitched in this game were either rotation members or potential highly speculated rotation members. They go with Sawamura. Uh, here's the, actually this one part I like best. Salamora for five outs after sale. The rest are all one inning. The rest also happen to have one point or currently are starters in this rotation that go one inning. They go to Richards. They go to Perez. They go to Garrett Whitlock, who just came back from the injured list. And then they go to Eduardo Rodriguez, and for, who ends up getting the win after a big rally in the seventh inning for three runs and then to Pavetta for the save in the ninth. And I'm sorry, yeah, big run, big rally in the top of the ninth, and then a save in the bottom of the ninth for Pavetta. Look, this was a great game, particularly by Raphael Devers. Proves just again just how special he is. He goes four for five, four RBIs, and two home runs in this game. He, He won this game. There's... There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But either way, I find this to be a very interesting line here of Sale Sale gets the start, Erod gets the win, Pavetta gets the save, as they have been three of the guys who have been in the rotation just about every chance they get. But Jonah Don. I just want a pronunciation. Is it a Don or a Don? It is. A Don. Yo, it is Joan Adon. Joanna Doan. Joanna Doan. Joanna Doan. Um, either way, Joanna Doan looked really good there. I think Washington might have something here. Go through the line, five and a third, six hits, two earned, three walks, nine strikeouts. Again, keep in mind, this is his first or second start? First? First, first career major league star. Like I said, he'd only thrown four career innings in AAA. This guy's been a career A pitcher. At in his MLB, well, no, he wasn't even a career double A pitcher, Brandon. This is his first year in double A as well. He's 22. Yeah, he that's, came, that's what I meant. No, he started, he started the year at high A and finally gets his gets the nod here today and really looked well with it. Brandon, I'm not sure if you watched the game or not. I forget if you said I did. Yes, the changeup was kind of nasty. He's got some nasty breaking pitches. And sales, sale had some really nasty pitches as he always does, but I was shocked to see how well this guy pitched, especially against the Red Sox lineup. I mean, you guys end up putting up seven runs. <laughs> like it's you guys put up a really good offensive performance today, and this guy, for the most part, kept you at bay. Nine strikeouts. It's 
impressive. And for his first career start, uh, hopefully they have something. You know, they got Josiah Gray there too. Maybe they got their new up and coming pitchers here. Well, yeah, they certainly, I think they have something with this guy. Again, the breaking stuff, the breaking stuff was good. The breaking, the uh, change up just, I think that's what threw a lot of guys off. It just, you you couldn't tell, and I I was I was certainly fooled just watching. And you, the breaking ball doesn't usually fool the viewer nearly as much as a breaking pitch would. Certainly doesn't impress them as much as it did with this guy. But yeah, this also should be noted: the Red Sox early game struggles continue with this one, as this adds to yet another game. Brandon, since the start of the Red Sox-Yankees series last week, the Red Sox have a total of four runs in the first three innings of games. That is not how you can play in the first third, especially when that's realistically right now, that's when, when your best pitching has been. No, and I think this game, the two teams combined for 26 strikeouts, I mean – Really good pitching all around in here. Even though there's 12 runs combined, a lot of it was just due to, like, bad bullpen pitching. Like, but it was just one or two pitchers who pitched bad. I'd say other than two pitchers on the Nationals and one pitch and two pitchers on the Red Sox, every other pitcher that appeared in this game looked very, very good. Yes. Um, also should be noted here, J.D. Martinez does leave the game with an ankle injury. He is questionable for the wild card game. Yes. Uh, I think worst case, he can just D.H. I mean, he's going to D.H. anyways. So. Oh, he's, yeah, he's going to D.H. anyways. It, it would kill to not have him in the lineup, but either way, it's not It's not the end of the world. We've got we've got we've got a very well-rounded team. We we act like as I keep saying I don't want Christian Arroyo in this lineup. I keep pretending like he wasn't a very very valuable player for this team before the injuries caught up to him a million times this year. There were stretches early in the year, and there were stretches in July where June July where he looked fantastic for this side. He looked like he definitely 120 percent was you know, the leadoff hitter, bringing in these impactful ABs. He is certainly a qualified major league player. I think I'm giving him a little, I'm a little harsh on him when you compare him to a guy like Jose Iglesias, the way he's been playing, getting Alex Verdugo in the lineup. I still stand by that being the best option, but I don't think Christian Arroyo is a bad option to have in a game by any means. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. No, certainly not. But 
Yankees and Red Sox, they both controlled their own destiny going into today. They both clinch. One last thing from this game. This was Ryan Zimmerman's last ever game. Uh, this was LJ. Alex Avila's last game. Yes, uh, also Alex Avila. Thought, you know, Ryan Zimmerman, though, is the Nationals' first ever draft pick in their franchise's history. For him to still be with them all this time is amazing uh, and wish the best of luck to him in retirement. He certainly had a spectacular career and is the best player in Nationals franchise history uh, and probably will be until Juan Soto inevitably passes him. Um, yeah, it was quite a sight to see this. Of course, it wasn't official until after the game that he was leaving. He had not flat out said it, but it was pretty well known. The fans knew it and the fans responded. Brandon, did you catch his first AB or no? Yes. So he had what two at bats where the bases were loaded. Uh, right. Uh, he had two, yeah, he had two at bats where the bases loaded, but yeah, in the, no, I'm talking about in the, oh, the standing ovation. Yes. The first inning, he gets a standing ovation. Brandon, this is such an emotional moment for a guy who spent his entire career here clearly loves the city who loves the organization that choose to chose to pick him with their first pick ever over anybody else. He ended up having to wear sunglasses out to bat for that first one. Cause he knew he wasn't going to be able to hold back the tears as they just absolutely adored him, showered him with love. You could tell he was not ready to bat that, that moment in time, but of course had to, because that's the game, but either way, you know, he, I think he's doing it, deciding to step away, certainly at a good time. I always say as much as I, if I was in this situation, I'd want to play for as long as I can, as much as I can until I'm just like absolutely hate it. But at the same time, I, I like the fact that he is stepping away without dropping a beat. He could certainly play. You look at this 110 games played 104 OPS plus he could certainly play 1.2 war this year. He could play another three years, but we cannot be sure, certain that that Ryan Zimmerman that we're looking at right now is going to be the same Ryan Zimmerman in three years when he says he wants to retire. It could be a very a hollow shell of him. And I think it's nice to be able to walk away with your head held high, knowing you still put together a really great MLB season. Absolutely. And he ends up, of course, 2019 wins the wins the World Series with the Nationals. Uh, fantastic career. He was pretty big in that postseason as well. A couple clutch home runs. So wishing the best of luck to him. And, of course, Alex Avila, who longtime catcher for quite a few teams. Uh, I'm trying to think most notably the I believe Tigers. He played, yeah, Tigers. Uh, he was on the Cubs for a little bit there. White Sox, Diamondbacks, Twins. Been around, but uh, certainly was a very good hitting catcher in his time with the Tigers. Their World Series run in 2012 was their starting catcher, one of their best hitters. So uh, also best of luck to him in his retirement. But we need to keep moving on here. And let's get to the two teams in the AL wild card that end up not making it. The Toronto Blue Jays face off against the Baltimore Orioles. They knew that they had to win uh, in order to stay alive. And 
LJ, I would say that Toronto putting up uh, 11 runs in the first four innings. Uh, yeah, that, that, that'll do it to, to, uh, to get you your win. George Springer going deep to lead off the bottom of the first. His second at bat, he hits a grand slam. Uh, ends up with actually a really nice stat line for the year. But unfortunately, Toronto misses the playoffs by one game. And LJ, I think if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago, we would have said for sure Toronto's making the playoffs. Yeah, especially seeing – I didn't think I, – I thought the Yankees would crumble with the – schedule they had in front of them and that's not me trying to knock the Yankees but you cannot tell me that you're you're facing three potential two one definite and two potential playoff teams in your last nine games and you're going to be able to come out of that as well as they did they absolutely balled out for this group uh what did they end up with that would be two against five six out of the nine they went yeah, they went, they went six and three in that last stretch. I was not expecting. I no. thought it would have been a win to go four and five in that stretch, and I would I could have easily seen it going like three and six. So, you know, they should have won. But again, we talked about it a little before. Was their mind fully there? This is a young team. Focus may not have a hundred percent been there, and I think. I still have an issue with the whole um, throwing at Kevin Kiermeyer in the middle of a playoff race. It just shows their mind was not in the place it needed to be for a for it to be able to play baseball in October, and they paid for it. They didn't win enough. They didn't win enough games. That's what it comes down to. Granted, if you win enough games, you make it to the playoffs. And they didn't win enough games. They did not take the the end stretch seriously enough. Yeah, and I if there's one thing that's for certain, uh, this team's going to be back. Uh, this lineup, all these guys are young. You figure they're all going to improve somewhat. They've got really good young pitching coming up, also really good position players. Uh, just because Toronto ends up finishing fourth in this AL East, look out for them because this is going to be a team – that is going to wreak havoc in the American League in the future. LJ, I think we saved the most sad for last here. The Seattle Mariners. Oh, I just, I feel so bad. They went on this unbelievable run. They weren't even supposed to be good this year. And oh, they end up losing today. Not that it mattered because they needed both the Yankees and Red Sox, or Yankees or Red Sox to lose. They both end up Brandon, winning. Don't feel bad. Just remember, they're the ones who failed you. They were the ones who needed to win. It was argue, It's arguably the easiest thing and keep the integrity of the game. They had the – they and the um, Blue Jays have the easiest job to win. It's hard to lose and – keep the integrity of the game without trying to lose, which the Red Sox and Yankees certainly wouldn't. If we wanted this four-way tie, Seattle made it made, very early, made it look like we weren't getting it. So I blame them on that. In other news that's not related, I happened to find out um, 
Mariner's Moose gets $600 an hour, in case you were wondering that. Hmm. He gets paid $600 an hour for uh, appearances. That's like $200,000 a year. Um, online with Benny the uh, – is it Benny the Bull? No, that's that's Dora. That's Benny the Bull is the, Bull, is the Chicago Bulls. Is he Bulls. also the Chicago Bulls guy? Yeah, he's $200,000 a year. I was doing research during the Sox game. Either way. Um, yeah, look, this team was two years away. I still think they were, still thought they were two years away. It's great to be able to get to 90 wins ahead of schedule, but this doesn't change the fact that they've got a bright future, not a bright now. Should also be noted this was Kyle Seeger's last ever game with the team, they, uh, and they made it very obvious by pulling him in the ninth inning. So they're just very clearly not going to pick up his team option for next year, which, okay, I mean – it's whatever. Uh, just they've been dead set on doing this since the start of the year. I mean, he could have put up freaking eight war and they probably would have still not wanted to pay him his $20 million next year, but uh, very upset leaving the game. I mean, played with them his entire life. Jared Kalanick also shedding some tears in the dugout is uh, the Mariners miracle run ends but another team that i'm confident i can say uh they'll be back very young you're right probably two years away they've still got arguably their best prospect in years coming up in julio rodriguez they also just had another player get into the top 10 prospects in noel v Marte. i think his name is noel v martinez noel v Marte, something like that uh but yeah seattle They'll be back, and Mitch Hanniger, uh, Jared Kalanick, Dylan Moore, all these guys, Ty France, Abraham Toro, J.P. Crawford even. Excited to see what that team ends up doing. Their first time winning 90 games in 18 years. Still a fantastic season for them, and it sucks to see it end, but – at the end of the day, not everyone can make the playoffs until they expand it uh, next year. So, yeah. LJ, the other story today, the NL West was still up for grabs. If the Giants won, they would clinch it. If the Dodgers lost, the Giants would also clinch it. Giants make it easy on themselves. They beat down on the Padres in Jace Tingler's last ever game. Uh, they win 11 to four. No surprise here. Giants end up with 107 wins. And yeah, LJ, I mean, we didn't ever think that this was in question, did we? Not in a long time. I just, you know, the Dodgers of all teams, like we talked about, this team is physically like stacked. It never really felt like they were, th- they, truly threatened this team I know they were like a game out but I just I could not think that the odds were ever against the Giants to lose or they, they not the odds were never in the favor of Giants they never lose. slowed down they didn't and that's something that really sticks out when you go into the playoffs it doesn't matter that they've got 107 wins and the Dodgers have 106 wins with a quote-unquote better roster It doesn't matter that the Rays won 100 games as well. The fact of the matter is this team won 107 games 
with, I believe it was one win streak above 10 games all year. Yeah. Which means they're consistent. They're not streaky by any means to be able to get to that stretch without putting off like a 15 game win streak, a 10 game win streak that doesn't normally happen. So I would be shocked to see a team beat them in a five game series in five games. I don't think it's, I'm not sure it's even possible for a team to beat them in seven games. Ooh, maybe a bit of foreshadowing for when we make do our playoff brackets coming up here in a little bit. Uh, the Dodgers also do end up winning today against the Brewers. So did they just sweep the Brewers? Ah, uh, that sounds right. Ooh, that was a weird voice crack. The Dodgers sweep the Brewers to end the season. Uh, wow. I mean, and keep in mind they had just lost two series to the Cardinals in a week, including the last their last series. They're they're losers of four straight, and that would be four straight. They've won four of their last six, and they've lost um, five out of the last six. Wow. Uh, well, Dodgers end up with 106 wins, by far the most wins a team has ever had that will be playing in the play uh, in the wild card game. Uh, something to note in this game, Max Muncy leaves with an apparent wrist injury. Dave Roberts said it's very unlikely that he'll be playing in the wild card game, but we'll have a chance to, we, to return to the team if the Dodgers do advance. So that's that. Uh, LJ, any thoughts on that, or it's just kind of, you know, it's same with rough, like the this is DJ a, this is a rough thing. group. Yeah, DJ LeMahieu goes down, uh, JD Martinez goes down. This is a lot of huge injuries in like the last couple of days of the season. In a, especially seeing it's Kershaw, not, yep, Kershaw, it's not even going to get properly covered because everybody's so worried about talking about the teams clinching and the actual play that it's going to slip under the radar how many big big important impactful players are out now yeah and i'm sure we'll notice that in the playoffs and uh such but yeah the dodgers end up finishing in second one game behind the giants uh also something of note that i saw the dodgers over under for total wins on the year was 105.5 and they win their 106th game on the very last day of the season dodgers uh over win betters have been stressing for literally the whole year to finally get it on the last day of the year uh probably feels pretty good trey turner ends up hitting another grand slam in this game just he's been hot lately i mean yeah, I can't wait to see him in the postseason. Also, shout out to the Dodgers for somehow managing to underperform their expected win-loss. They were supposed to win 109 games this year. With their run differential? Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. Crazy, crazy. Um, well, we talked about the good. Let's talk about the bad, of course. The way the MLB does the draft order... It's all based on your regular season uh, win-loss record. And 
LJ, we have our draft order set for the 2022 MLB draft. And it wouldn't be an MLB, you know, anything involving the MLB if there wasn't some sort of drama. So the Diamondbacks win their final game of the year against the Rockies. Of course, the Orioles lose to the Blue Jays. They end up with the same record at 52 and 110. So how does it get chosen, LJ? How do they choose what team gets the first pick? Well, it go, the tiebreaker is based on last year's records. Well, oh, that, seems, that seems pretty fair. They couldn't possibly have any issues with that, right? Well, LJ, uh, what if I told you the Diamondbacks and Orioles last year also had the same record at 25 oh, no. and 35? <laughs> no. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. So we need to go back to 2019. <laughs> When the Orioles had the second worst record in the league, the Diamondbacks that year end up finishing over 500. So because of what happened two seasons ago, the Orioles will have the first pick in the draft. I will read through the order here. It is Orioles one, Diamondbacks two, Rangers will be picking third, Pirates four, Nats five, Marlins six, Cubs seventh. Wow. I mean, tough season for them. Same with the twins at eight Royals, nine Rockies, 10, the Mets end up picking 11th. It is the compensatory pick for not signing Kumar rocker. Uh, then it's tigers, angels, Mets, Padres, Indians, Phillies, Reds, athletics, Braves. Number 21 is the Mariners. Cardinals, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees, White Sox, Brewers, Astros, Rays, Dodgers, Giants. There you go. So there's 31 picks in the first round. Mets have pick 11 and 14. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, nothing then, really surprising there. You can just kind of look at the, the bracket or the regular season standings and see. I think the Rangers, though, you know, It'll be their second year in a row. They picked number two this year. Now they're number three. Uh, hopefully they can get something going there. Other than that, I mean, Mets got two first-round picks. Hopefully they can get something out of there. Yeah, look, Brendan, I think it would also be pretty fair to talk about um, 
there's a couple guys here that certainly would be in line for also first round compensation picks. Mm. You have to think to um, Seager particularly as well at the back end of that draft. So there's going to be, there's going to be quite, a, I think there could be quite a few picks. To That's begin. if they offer a qualifying offer and he chooses not to sign it. Brandon. Yeah. Are you expecting them not to bring forth some form of offer? I forget where oh, I read I the other, some team offer or was dumb enough to not offer someone a qualifying offer and they ended up walking. I forget who it was. Oh no, it was the it was Oakland with uh Marcus Simeon. They chose not to give to offer him the 18.9 million qualifying offer. He instead walks for free to Toronto to sign a one-year 18 million dollar contract. Yeah, no, no one's making that mistake again. No, no, certainly not. But I think it's time, LJ, that me and you go through the playoff bracket. LJ has his filled out. I'm going to fill mine out as we go through it. But let's just fill it out and see where we agree, see where we disagree. We're both competing in the MLB.com postseason bracket challenge. I feel like we should start with the very first game that's going to be on uh, Tuesday. The wild card game between our two teams. I'm very much expecting that you pick the Red Sox and I'm picking the Yankees, just how it is. Yes, yes. I do. Have, I would like to bring some stats forward in favor of the Red Sox. Okay. Um, run differential is almost double between the two teams. They are the home team. And more importantly, the Red Sox are above 500 when I am in attendance and I will be in attendance for this game. So. It would be much. It would be much more likely if Brandon was able to join me at this game, seeing, to my amusement, every Red Sox Yankees game he's gone to this year has gone abysmally wrong for the Yankees. So that would have been at least amusing for my part. That would have been, made it much more likely. But with that being said, yes, I will be taking the Red Sox. Worth noting in my life, I've seen four Yankees Red Sox games. The Yankees are one in three in those games. So maybe it's better that I'm not <laughs> able to make the trip out to Boston for the wild card game, but will certainly be a very exciting night for you Tuesday night. I'm going with the Yankees. I can't pick against my own team in the wild card game. Uh, are, you, are you counting the game where you had to leave earlier? I mean, so I was there not, for most. You haven't, so you haven't seen a Red Sox Yankees win or a Yankees win against the Red Sox. No, I have. In 2018, the Yankees hit seven home runs off of David Price, and I was there on Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, so, oh, okay, gotcha. That's the one win. Uh, okay. yeah, going with the Yankees. Everybody hits home runs against David Price. It's not that special. All right, the NL Wild Card game. Dodgers and Cardinals. LJ would love to hear your thought process here. Look, I know we've been hyping up Adam Wainwright for the last several days, but Brandon, I would like you to tell me with a straight face that you feel that comfortable with Adam Wainwright against Max Scherzer. 
against Julio Urias even, against Walker Bueller. It's going to be Max Scherzer. They announced it. No, sure. no, 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 I know. But, like, honestly, I could pick, like, five different starters on this team that I would not feel comfortable with saying that Adam Wainwright would outpitch them. And Adam Wainwright is a Cy Young contender this year, or at least vote recipient this year. Like, there's not a lot of guys in the league that will that I f- wouldn't feel comfortable saying, yeah, he'll be the better pitcher. I don't feel comfortable being able to say that he'll be the better pitcher than a lot of these guys on this Dodgers roster. You add that into the fact that the Dodgers are just flat out the hotter team right now as the Cardinals have lost two straight going into this. Give me the Dodgers. I'm going with the Dodgers. Uh, I find it hard to see that Max Scherzer is going to lose. I saw a quote from him today where or I think someone asked Julio Urias or might have been a Walker Bueller. They said, how do you feel about Max Scherzer pitching or uh, in the wild card game? And Walker Bueller said he's already been ready for two days and it's the game is not until Wednesday. So Scherzer is dialed in. Uh, we've seen how he pitches in the postseason. He steps up in big moments. I fully am confident in Max Scherzer in this game, but both of the wild card games have so many storylines. And this really, this whole playoffs, all these matchups that we could potentially have are uh, outstanding. So very excited for the wild card games, but I will be going with the Dodgers. Yes. All right. Back to the American League DS. We'll start with the Rays, and I have the Yankees. You have the Red Sox. Uh, I'll go first here. Uh, I don't see the Rays losing in a five-game series. Uh, I mean, they just beat the Yankees two out of three in the Bronx. We struggled mightily offensively in all three games. Uh, I'm picking the Rays to the ALCS. They're fundamentally sound. They know – how to win postseason games they can i don't know i'm i find it hard to pick against them uh especially in in this in this type of situation where the yankees and red sox will have already used their top pitcher um because game one is on friday uh the rays will have a fully rested bullpen fully rested rotation Rays should get the upper hand early. They got the home field advantage in case it somehow does get to game five. Uh, yeah, give me Tampa picking against the Yankees, but uh, I unfortunately don't see us getting past them. Well, as a true fan, I will be taking the Red Sox in four games here. Look, I'm not sure. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure, Brandon. Again, I said – my logic here is very loose. I just, you know, I've got a feeling because with the exception of, you know, I, I'm throwing, I'm pretending August didn't exist. Any input, any any inputs and outputs from the month of August in terms of the Red Sox, I deem irrelevant. Anything during that early COVID stretch, I'm deeming irrelevant. All I know is early in the season, we may not have like dominated the Rays, but we did not look bad by any means. I think this team is going to be able to get hot, ride ride the uh, wind of beating the Yankees and push through this one. 
So socks and four. Okay. Uh, First upset of the day. Probably the series that I'm looking forward to the most mm. is next. The White Sox and the Astros. A hot take. It's a hot take. I think there's a that Bra- Braves Brewers is up there as well. Dodgers but Giants. Dodgers Giants. Yeah, I mean, but Giants Brewers. I, Dodgers Brewers. Okay, for the series that are already set. <laughs> <laughs> White Sox Astros, LJ, I don't see how this series doesn't go five games. Is that fair? That's fair. It's going to be a dogfight. I mean, these two teams have pretty much opposite philosophies this year. The Astros are just going to out-hit you. The White Sox are going to out-pitch you. And it's kind of like, what's, what's going to give in? Is it going to be the White Sox bullpen? Or is there going to be the Astros bats? Yeah. I think five is the safest bet. I wouldn't be surprised if it was four. Brandon, did you take a pick here yet or no? I did not. And I'm going to be going with the Chicago White Sox to the ALCS. As much as I hate Tony LaRussa, uh, I look at this White Sox team. <laughs> Bullpen matters so much in the postseason. You're relying on these guys in high-pressure moments. And when I see Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell at the back end of the bullpen, I find it hard to pick against a team like that. I really do. All right. Well, you see that. I see a team which has a bullpen with the back end, including Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell. I see a starting rotation with Carlos Rodon, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, guys who have pitched amazing all year. I see stars and MVPs in this lineup like Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, you name it. The point I'm getting to here, I see this roster, and I also see 93 wins and a team that despite having a lot of talent here, has failed to impress me in the last month of this year. Like, this team got healthy. This was supposed to be their rallying cry, and they just have disappointed me thoroughly over the month of September. Meanwhile, this Houston team is darn good. I am, honestly, I'm willing to gamble on this pitching staff. I think there is a lot of good in this team, even if there is sometimes quite a bit of ugly so please do not sleep on, on the pitching on top of being the best offense in baseball. Give me the Astros, the Astros in five, but I would not be shocked if it was four. If they were able to sneak a game, game one or two away, they can win this in four. Okay, well, next up, Giants versus Dodgers. Uh yeah, this is a tough one to pick. Uh, Giants have the season series by what one game, two games? It wasn't. It was very close, and I think uh, it's just so tough because how do I view Max Muncy in this? Like maybe, like that's the thing. It's not like the baseball or football where one guy being out can have a huge impact. 
you're expecting contributions from the other guys that you end up putting in there in baseball. And I don't know how this series would play out. Obviously, on paper, the Dodgers have the better roster, right? I mean, that's clear. But you also look at what the Giants have done this year. In terms of consistency, that they don't lose a lot of games in a row. To Are the Giants, do I really think the Giants can lose three out of five games? Uh, maybe. Maybe. If they were going to do it to anyone, it would be this Dodgers team and this Dodgers pitching staff. Giants offense is still very, very dangerous. But I just think what the Dodgers did to that Brewers team this weekend, they're coming in really hot. Sure, they didn't win the division. They want to get back at the Giants for that. What perfect opportunity then to beat them in the C in the DS give me the Dodgers to the C to the CS give you the Dodgers to the CS Brandon I think I've made my thoughts on this game on this series very clear here I don't see the Giants being beaten in five games I don't see them being beaten in seven games if it's going if the Giants are going to lose it's going to be here. I, I think that's pretty fair. But I will be taking the Giants in five games here. Okay. Well, the last DS that we have to pick, Braves and Brewers. Uh, Braves, you know, they end up winning a dogfight of an NL East. Sure, the overall division wasn't as strong as the AL East, but there was a lot of intra-division, like sort of beating up on each other early in the year. Let's not forget the Mets were in first place for quite a while. The Phillies looked really hot at one point. Even the Nats at the start of the year, they got off to a slow start, but people still thought they could turn it around until they blew it all up at the trade deadline. Overall, a very strong division in my mind. And Braves are a tough team, certainly, but the Brewers pitching staff is still very good. I just think pitching matters a lot more in the playoffs. You're going to get a couple of runs here and there naturally, and when you have three guys who can genuinely go six or seven shutout or six and se six or seven with one earned run, as, as the Brewers do, and then you can turn it over to – that elite bullpen, I'm taking Milwaukee all the way here. I mean, this was one of my easier picks, honestly. And I love what the Braves have put together, but I love the Brewers here. Seriously. I mean, this is, they have a lot of guys on their team that have postseason experience. Colton Wong, you know, you talk about Lorenzo Kane, who has had a lot of postseason experience as well. This Brewers team made the NLCS in 2018, was one game away from making the World Series. They have a postseason identity. I think, LJ, that's actually a good reason for why you would want to pick the Astros as well, that postseason identity. Sure, the Braves last year, they're hungry. They blow a 3-1 lead in the CS, but, of course, they're missing their biggest piece in Ronald Acuna. 
I'm not sure the Braves pitching staff is going to be able to hold up. Maybe, I mean, this is a weaker Brewers lineup. Charlie Morton has been good. Max Fried's been really good. But I'm going to pick the Brewers here. Okay, well, I have to respectfully disagree here, and that's this is going to be another look into current form because I understand what you mean with the pitching being what's important in playoffs, and it absolutely is. But you've got a couple of guys here who can really ball out and have been balling out over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Charlie Morton and Max Fried have been pitching really well. I think Ian Anderson put together a very – very good performance in the postseason last year as well. He certainly has it in him. And you look at you look at the overall form that these offenses have had, which you cannot leave that out. And Atlanta's been putting up some solid numbers for the past couple of weeks. Milwaukee's just been in a tailspin, particularly since they um, clinched the division. I mean, you've dropped now two series to the Cardinals over the past couple of weeks. If it weren't for the Mets, if it weren't for the Mets, a lot of things would be a lot of teams would be losing more games. But if you look, if it weren't for the Mets, this is an absolute tailspin that the Brewers have been on in this past month. Got swept in a two-game series to the Detroit. Lost, dropped a game to Chicago. Got swept in four games by St. Louis. Got got lost a three-game series to St. Louis. And then it just got swept by the Dodgers. That is a brutal month, and that's not even cons- that's not even looking farther ahead than that, where they were also dropping games to the likes of the Giants and the Cardinals. So, in in a very long roundabout way, as I've gone, I apologize for that. I will be taking the Atlanta Braves in five games with a six-run deficit early in typical Milwaukee Brewers fashion in game five. Interesting. All right. Well, really call my shot there. LJ, your ALCS is Red Sox Astros. Mine is Rays White Sox. For the love of God, please just tell me you're not picking the Red Sox to the World Series because that just seems completely asinine to me. All right, look. You can't justify you 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 cannot justify it. That's what I'm about to say is I guess I, I can sell myself on if I if you if you look at series by series, you can sell yourself on this. But then when you say it out loud, like the Red Sox are going to the World Series, it just does not seem likely. And that's no disrespect to this team because they could certainly they could certainly beat the Astros theoretically in a series. But to be able to beat the Rays and beat the Astros isn't likely. You add in that I love what this Astros team has put together here, and I would struggle. I would struggle to say that they could beat them in a series to begin with. I just I don't see a, a comfortable situ- situation for the Red Sox, especially with how poorly they handled the Astros early in the season. I'm taking Astros in five here. Okay, so LJ will be sending the Astros to the World Series. I've got Rays White Sox. I'm going with Tampa. I mean, I just think that the makeup of this Tampa team, they have completely redefined 
the definition of roster construction over the past couple of years, they've been pretty much setting up their pitching for the playoffs for like the past week and a half now. And another team that never really got cold throughout the entire season, so many different pieces off their bench they can bring in and they're seemingly just as good as anyone else. Uh, Wander Franco, watching him in this Yankees series, LJ, the dude literally gets a base hit every single time he's up. Like it is, it is crazy. He is such a good hitter and he doesn't strike out. Enough on Wander Franco. I just think this race team is so, so good. I mean, and it goes even further than what they did to the Yankees this weekend. LJ, this AL East 490 win teams, right? Yep. The Rays, I believe, finished 49 and 20 against the AL East this year. It's crazy how good they were against good teams. And it goes even further than that against teams that were 500 or better, 48 and 42. They have the most wins in the MLB against teams that are 500 or better uh, tied with the Yankees and Toronto. But you just look at what they do at home. One of the best home teams in the league. They can play on the road. They can win pretty much anywhere. Actually, they end up 51 and 25 uh, against the East or against the Eastern teams. That's AL East and then the few games they had against the NL East. And I think they match up really good against whether it would be the Astros or the White Sox there. Yeah, I believe they did They did lose the season series to Houston, correct? I believe so, I, yes. I know they uh, got manhandled in June or July. June. I'll still take them to go back to the World Series. Uh, once again, they're hungry. You know, they – they felt like they got cheated out of the last year's World Series to their manager. I, I like Tampa. I respect it. I see it. All right. Brandon, Giants, Braves. I said it once. I'll say it again. No one's beating the Giants in, seven, in a seven-game series. I'm going to go ahead as far as to say Giants in five here. Okay, so Giants to the World Series. So you have an Astros-Giants World Series. My NLCS is Dodgers and Brewers. And look, I hate to be unoriginal here. Oh my gosh, this would be so much fun. Do you really want me to do it and put the Brewers in the World Series? Oh, that's what you're doing? Because I'm not. Okay, thank goodness. I'm on a roller coaster of emotion right now. And I'm just along for the ride at this point. Carry me away, Brandon. LJ, I, it, I'm going to use the exact same logic with the Dodgers uh, as I did the race. The teams that are built like this, the rosters that are constructed so well that you can look up and down the lineup and genuinely not find a weak spot tend to perform the best in the postseason. Sure, having superstars at certain spots helps like the Rays do, right? right? They have a couple players on their team that are genuine superstars. The Dodgers, 
not only have players that can come off their bench and contribute, the players that are coming off their bench to contribute are legitimate all-stars. Chris Taylor will not, I mean, well, now that Max Muncy's out, he'll probably be in the starting lineup. He is the 10th best hitter on this team, and he made the all-star game this year. <laughs> I just don't see the Dodgers losing. They they just beat this uh, Brewers team. They just swept them, like we said. I think the Brewers are good enough to beat the Braves. I think the Dodgers can definitely get by the Giants. Give me a Dodgers-Rays World Series once again. The matchup we all want to see, at least that I want to see, I would love to see two teams battle it out in back-to-back World Series. That just, the storylines that you could make out of that are endless. Give me Wander Franco versus Trey Turner debates in the World Series. I want it all, LJ. I want it all. Brandon, that sounds amazing. That really does. Another option I would 100% accept and have a lot of fun with Astros Dodgers too. Oh, that would be. That's the only one I like better, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. That would be just that. That would be something to watch because I don't think I not is that the only way that ever gets settled is if the Dodgers win their second second straight World Series beating the Astros. That's the only way all of that gets settled, done, buried. Uh, all right, yeah, LJ, pick your World Series here. Um, Giants in five sounds too easy, so I'll go Giants in six. Your Giants, Giants are your 2021 World Series champions. Okay, I have Rays Dodgers, of course. The Dodgers, when you look at run differential – they're at plus 269 on the year. Nice. The Giants are at plus 210. So the Dodgers outscored the Giants in terms of that by almost 60 runs. Uh, that's a lot. And they're by far the best team in the league. The Rays are a very close second, I believe. But this is a if there was ever a team that's built to go back to back, it's the Dodgers. They have enough money invested in them. Uh, huge payroll, which not that it matters, but uh, in genuinely or generally, uh, there's a pretty high correlation to high payroll and World Series winners. Dodgers back to back, baby, but it's not going to be easy. Rays are going to fight just like last year. Dodgers in seven. Now, before we uh, get going, Brandon, I have one more question for you, and that's the Dodgers win this World Series. Where does that put Max Scherzer's legacy? And that, and, and let's 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 leave the Cy Young that he may or may not be getting out of this. So he'll have two World Series, right? And he got his 3,000 strikeout, right? Yep. 3,000 strikeouts. Okay. He has three Cy Youngs. 
not not including the potential one this year, which would make him one of five to have four. Three Cy Youngs and not counting the short in 2020 season, that would mean that since 2013, he's finished in the top five of Cy Young voting every single year. It would be top three in Cy Young voting every year since 2016. Uh, two World Series is incredible. You look at what he did for the Nats in that World Series. Uh, pitched really good. I mean, I think they won both of those games that he pitched in, right? So uh, he goes down as one of the best pitchers ever, right? I mean... The thing, all right. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many players I'm putting in that category. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is I should also say I did you dirty here because, like, I don't know how exactly to respond. Like, we need to wait until things are settled out, and then we have to figure out who we're actually putting in this upper echelon. But I think he deserves. He 120 percent deserves to be in the room for that. However many guys are in that room of the elite of elite pitchers in baseball history, I would, I'd have to put him in there. He has a 300 strikeout season, which not a lot of pitchers have in the history of the game. To be that good for that, to be that consistently good in the regular season and in the postseason for your career, uh, yeah, I just – He's up there, and he's at 67 career war right now, which honestly isn't a lot. But a lot of the pitchers for war are kind of stat accumulators, not going to lie. Like, you look at the guys that are up there for war for their entire career, they pitched forever, a lot of them. 67 war in 14 seasons comes out to about 5.6 war per year. And I feel like it's a lot harder to be consistently good as a pitcher than as a hitter. It just in my mind. Yep. That's fair. Well, LJ's going giants. I'm going Dodgers. How are we doing on time here? Uh, we are over an hour. Okay. Um, We'd not get nearly as far as we thought we would. No, uh, but glad we actually got to talk through the whole playoff bracket, at least. Do we want to save the leaderboard update and everything else for after the wild card games on or after the wild card game Tuesday? Because I know you'll be at the game and a lot of the show will be focused on that. But after that, there's not really much. To yeah, talk. that seems fair. Okay. Um. Well then. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the MLB Daily Pod. Thank you for sticking with us this whole regular season. We can't wait for the playoffs. The most exciting time to be a sports fan is October. NHL starts in less than 10 days. Baseball playoffs. NBA preseason started today. College basketball starts in less than five weeks. NFL is in full swing. College football is in full swing. Great time to be a sports fan. Thank you all for listening, sticking with us. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you know where to follow us at MLB Daily Pod. And we will see you Tuesday night where one of us will be very, very happy and the other will be in tears. See you, Manila. 
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.